Today we're going to continue on in the series of the next chapter. Can you say the next chapter? The next chapter. chapter. And the title of this this message will be Turn the Page. Turn the Page. Turn the Page. Let's jump right into it, church. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 says, In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God and the word was God. Now watch this very closely. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. One thing that I've never caught before was it says he was in the beginning as I was putting this message together, I always put my notes in my, in, my, in my Word document. But my document editor tried to autocorrect the Scripture and say he was at the beginning. When I put the Scripture in, it tried to autocorrect my Scripture, and I always laugh that it always tries to change the Scripture. No matter what Scripture it is, it always wants to change it. But be careful with that because you don't want to change it. The Word of God is perfect. But what I noticed was the document editor tried to autocorrect the scripture and say that Jesus was at the beginning. But Jesus wasn't just at the beginning. He is in the beginning, and the beginning was in him. He was in the beginning with God, scripturally, period, and all things, and all things were beginning and made through him. Who's him? Jesus. Who is Jesus? The word of God. And in him, the word of God. Can you say the word? Come on, we're talking about chapters. We're talking about books being written. And in him, the word was life, and the life was the light of men. So in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. And there is a book being told since the beginning. And this book is Jesus. Can you say that with me? This book book is Jesus. Amen. This book is Jesus. He is the word and within the word of God is a body of text. Listen to this closely. He is the word and within the word of God is a body of text laid out for you. I love that. When God uh, told me that to to put that down, there's a body of text laid out for you within this word. We call it often the body of Christ. I didn't want to do too much of a, a, a word study on this, but I, I found, it, found it very uh, curious that when we talk about writing book or writing text, they talk about the body of the text. I didn't want to go too deep into that, but it's clever. We often call this the body of Christ, and you have been invited into his story, his story, and grafted in by the blood of Jesus into the book. This story begins, completes, and continues forever in Jesus. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 13, it says, Jesus speaking, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Jesus holds this story together because he is the story. And he has invited you and laid out a body of text for you to be involved in. There's a chapter for your life. 
and chapters being written. Jesus holds this whole story together in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 through 23. Jesus Christ is the visible image of an invisible God. He existed before anything was created, and he is supreme over all creation. For through him, Jesus, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. Watch this, because this needs to give you hope this morning. Such as thrones, he created kingdoms, he created the rulers, and he created every authority in the unseen world. He holds this together in his hand. Continuing on, he says, everything was created through Jesus, the word, and for Jesus, the word. Everything is in the hand of the author, Jesus, and Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Not only has he invited you into the story, grafted you into the book, and the, and the, what do they call that? The spine of the book. He's grafted you into the body of the text, but he will finish and complete this story. He's the author and the finisher. Continuing on in Colossians, he existed before anything else. And Jesus holds all creation together. All of the story he holds together. Can you say this with me, church? My story, My story is, in is in Jesus. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme all over all who rise from the dead. So he, Jesus, is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled. He brought you into himself. God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you, who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from the book. You were separated from God's story. You were separated. You were separated from him by your evil thoughts and your actions. Sin came in and separated us. Yet now, not later, yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body as a result of the Christ crucifixion. He has brought you into his own presence. He has brought you into his own story. He has brought you into the word. Come on, we're talking about chapters being written. We're talking about books being established. He has brought you into this story. And you now being grafted into the book of Jesus, the body of the text, the body of Christ. It says, continuing on, we're still in that Colossians. You are holy and blameless as you stand before him, the word, without a single fault. There's not an error in this text. Every comma is in the right place. Every period's in the right place. But it says this, you must continue. And that's what we're going to dive in today. You must continue. You must continue this story. He says this, continuing on in Colossians, you must continue to believe this truth. And the word of God is true. You must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. John 14, verse 6, go on sidestep. It says, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So he's saying you must continue in this word and stand firmly in the book. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, has, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim the book. 
the story, the good news that you've been called into. That's good stuff, isn't it, church? In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, says this, Jesus is the author and he is the finisher. I thought that was good because we say it real quick sometimes and it just goes in one ear and out the other. But Jesus is the author. He's the word. He's writing the book. It's his story. But watch the next word. He's the finisher. He doesn't just start a thing. He completes a thing. That feels good, Bishop. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, and it says this. I'm sure of this, the writer says. I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to what? Completion. Pass. He will bring it into completion at the day of Jesus Christ. At the moment that you come into the book, he will see it through. Say this with me. The author will finish what he created. You have been grafted into the body of the word and you are in a good and perfect story. And my God, church, won't fail you. He will never fail you. It's his story anyways. And it's a good story. He's invited you into it. And each one of us have a part to play in his story. History. God won't fail you. It's a story of creation. It's a story of redemption. It's a story of victory, healing, prosperity, forgiveness, and everlasting love. We can continue on with words about this story. The list goes on and on, but his story is good, and he will bring it to completion. The Bible says this story is living and it's active. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 through 16. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the, to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, and no creature is hidden from the book. It says this, no creature is hidden from his sight, but who is he? The word, the truth. The life, no creature is hidden from Jesus, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him whom we must give an account. Since then, we have a great high priest, Jesus, who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast. Come on, we're talking about continuing in the story. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. He knows your story and he knows every part that you're going through. But one who is in every aspect, speaking of Jesus, but one who in every aspect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. He was perfect in the story. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our story, to help in time of need. But that's what it's talking about. Help us in this race. The Bible speaks of a race. Help us in this race. Help us in this story being written. Let us hold fast to this confession and let us draw near to the enabling power. Let's hold fast and draw near to the word who is Jesus. He will give you enabling power, which is grace to complete the chapter being written. So keep reading. Turn to someone today in your house, your home, in the church, and say this, keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. Hebrews chapter 10, it says this, verse 36, patient, patient endurance is what you need now. 
There's a story being written. You've been grafted into the book, but he says this, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue, continue in the story, so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. When? When you continue. When you keep reading. Don't get stuck in a chapter. Don't hit that repeat button on the playlist. Keep the story moving. As an example, watch what happens when we stop reading. Are you enjoying this today? Watch this, Romans chapter 7. Here's an example when we stop the story short. Romans chapter 7, verse 21 through 24. It's very popular for people to quote. It says this, I have discovered the principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that is, with, that is at war with my mind. And this power makes me a slave to sin, a slave to sin that is still within me. Watch this. Oh, what a miserable, oh, what a miserable man I am. This is me pausing because we stop right there. We stop right there. We stop right there. How many times have you been in a conversation with someone and they say, well, you know, as the Bible says, there's things, you know, I, I want to do right, but I just can't. It's a law within me. I'm just going to do what's wrong. I'm just going to do it. You know, you know what the Bible says. It's just, just a law at work. I'm, I want to do right, but I'm just not going to do right. What a miserable person I am. And we stop in the Bible right where it says, oh, what a miserable person I am. But tell the person next to you again, keep reading. Keep reading. reading. Continuing on, the very next verse says, who will free me from this uh, life that's dominated by sin? Thank Thanks be to God, the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. If you stop reading, you will never receive the answer. So we got so many churches and so many people and a lot of youth pastors like to to quote that one a lot, but they stop reading. And it says the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ our Lord. Keep reading, church. If you stop at verse 24, you will never hear verse 25. The answer is in Jesus. I've heard too many times church people use the scripture to say how bad they are as an excuse. This principle is a chapter that they are stuck repeating because they refuse to keep reading. Man, that's good. Flows off the tongue real well, doesn't it? They are stuck repeating because they refuse to keep reading. The author and the finisher, Jesus Christ, will finish this story. Don't get stuck in the chapter. The author and finisher will finish this story, but don't stop in the middle. Finish out the chapter. Complete another lap of the race. Keep on reading, church. And we're not just talking about keep on reading in the word. Keep on reading the story written for you. Keep moving on. on. There's another chapter. Hebrews chapter 12, 1 through 4. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Don't get stuck. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us. You're not a slave to it anymore. Lay it down. And let us run with endurance. There's that word again. Keep reading. 
Let us run with endurance the race, the story that God has set before us. And we do this. Here it is. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. We do this by keeping our eyes on the word. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion. This is good. Jesus, the champion who initiates the beginning and perfects the end of our faith. Come on. He doesn't just start a thing. He finishes it in our lives. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Keep your eyes on him because the joy awaiting Jesus, he endured the cross. Come on. He's not asking you to do something that he himself hasn't done before. That's why the earlier scripture we, we read said that we're not, we're not uh, worshiping a, a, a high priest that's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. He himself endured. This life, he endured his portion of the story. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you, can you say me? Then you won't become weary and give up. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. After all, you have not given your lives in a struggle against sin. That's what the Bible said. Now watch this, continuing on, Hebrews chapter 12, but we're going to skip down to verse 12. It says this, so now take a new grip. New grip. I love this. I, I don't know if I've read this like this before. So now take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Come on, it's not just about your story. There's stories being written all around you every moment, every second. We're in this together. We're the body of the word. We're the body of Christ. You have endurance, church, by keeping your eyes on Jesus. So keep your eyes on the word and the chapter being written by the word of God for you. This has a lot of meaning in this scripture. But one thing to note is when reading the Bible and also the story process that you're in, you need to read through the lens of Jesus. Not just fixing your eyes on Jesus as a point and a target and a reference, but we need to read the story through the lens of Jesus. We have endurance because we fix our eyes, much like I fix these glasses upon my face. We, must, we have endurance because we fix our eyes on Jesus, the word made flesh, and through him we continue reading with context, understanding, and revealed truth. This is called revelation. Revealed truth is seeing Jesus. Revelation. You know, the book of Revelations is called Revelations because Jesus revealed himself to John. And he tells us the story of what Jesus revealed. An incomplete chapter of the book for you. Watch this. An incomplete chapter of the book for you only comes when you stop reading with fixed eyes on Jesus. But you were made victorious because the author has won the victory. So keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. Say it with me. Keep reading. James chapter 1. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity to keep reading. Come on, I added that in there, but that's what he's saying. Consider an opportunity for great joy. Why? Because the story ain't over yet. 
For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance, there it is, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it, what's it? Let endurance grow. Let endurance grow for when your endurance is fully developed, then you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Why? Because anything thrown your way, you got it because you know I'm in the book and the author knows the story. So I consider it great joy when trials come my way because the story ain't over yet. I'm going to have endurance and I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep reading. Come on, you're fully developed, perfect, complete, needing nothing. And he says, but if you need wisdom, ask God. He's generous and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking for grace. He will not rebuke you for asking for wisdom. But when you ask him, be sure your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea and is blown and tossed by the wind. Their loyalty is divided between God's story and the world's story. Come on, I included that, but I want you to see the context of, of what's happening here. Your loyalty has been divided between two stories, and one story is leading to life, prosperity, health, and one story is leading to death and condemnation. Don't be divided between God's story and the world's story. For if you're divided, the Bible says you're unstable in everything you do. So here are some things that can end a chapter or get you stuck on repeat. Unbelief. Can you say unbelief? Unbelief. Come on, we're coming to a close. It's not been a long message at all. Unbelief. In Numbers chapter 13, speaks of the people of Israel in the wilderness with Moses. They're sent out to the promised land, they come back with a report of unbelief about the promised land. They say things like this. There's giants in the land and we look like grasshoppers in our own eyes. They are full of unbelief even though they've been given manna from heaven, even though God delivered them from Egypt, even though he split the Red Sea, even though God devoured uh, uh, slavery for them. But they still had unbelief. They said, the giants are very large. We will be killed. We will be destroyed. We're small in their eyes, and we're small in our own eyes. But keep reading the story. There were two men that had a different story. They weren't divided. They weren't stuck in the world story. See, the world story looks at the giants and goes, mm, well, nope, <laughs> I can't do it. But there was two men, Caleb and Joshua. Keep reading. They say this, surely we can by our God. Caleb and Joshua spoke this, and then God gave Caleb and Joshua the promise at his chosen time, but none of the people that were filled with unbelief entered into the promise. Their story ended at unbelief, but two entered in because they believed. They kept reading. Here's another thing that stops us or keeps us on repeat or stops the chapter too soon. Shame. Shame. We get shame. After sin entered the Garden of Eden, they once were naked. Now they cover themselves and hide from God. Shame will say, I'm not worthy of your help. I don't want to be seen by you. Believing a lie and not the story or the word that was given for you on a cross. Putting a chapter of sin on repeat. And forfeiting the promise that lies at the turn of the page. 
Don't hide from the word of God. It's the word that sets you free. Man, that's, man, there's a lot of things that were in error, and hindsight's twenty twenty. and I'm not saying I'm better or anything than them, but the first thing they do, they hide from God, and God has to go, where are you? The word, the story, the word said, where are you? Trying to bring them back in the story. But they hid, but it's the word that would set them free. Here's the third thing. We're coming to a close. Last thing, and there's so many more, but I don't have time to go into it. But here's some of the things that can end your chapter or get you stuck on repeat. Reading from the wrong perspective. Reading from the wrong perspective of the story can hinder a story before the promise and truth are received. Anything read without looking through the lens of Jesus will never see the author in the story. Come on, the people, uh, the people of Israel did this all the time. Jesus said, hey, you read the scripture, but you don't see me in it. They're reading from the wrong perspective. Sometimes, church, we get tired, lose focused, and we forget what the word of God wrote on a cross for us. And at times we feel shame, which often leads, this is interesting, often leads to through scanning through the word. We find key words in the story just to get to the end quicker. You ever done that? I think Bishop brought it up last, last week. We, we get our textbook and we just try to scan through and we hit key words trying to, to uh, develop what the story is actually saying. But we're just seeing like, oh, okay, okay, there's a key word. And we try to piece together a story. Shame does this sometimes. We scan through the word, finding key words in the story just to get to the end quicker. How many people around you are just trying to get to the end quicker? We, we, missing the author's promise and purpose for you. And sometimes they quit reading altogether. If you try to scan through the story, you'll have a lack of depth of character. Come on, we're talking about books. If you try to scan through the story, you'll have a lack of depth of character in your chapter. This is it. Y'all ready to close? Romans chapter 5. Because of our faith, Christ has brought you in to this place of undeserved privilege. You didn't deserve this story, but he brought you into it because he loves you. Christ has brought you into this undeserved privilege. Uh, this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward. We look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials in the present chapter. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop. Here's that word again, endurance and endurance. Watch. And endurance develops strength of character. Come on, if you, try to, if you try to scan through, you'll get stuck. And sometimes you won't develop completely into what God is trying to develop in you. He has a process. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. When we were utterly helpless, this is it, Christ came at just the right time. Can you say that? Christ came at just the right time. Come on, it's his story. And at the right time, he knew when to enter in. And he died for us sinners just at the right time, at the right time. Church, he knows how the story goes. Trust in Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus and keep 
on reading. Turn the page. The next chapter awaits for all who will have endurance and stand firm in the word who is Jesus. I want to pray for you. This is a very simple message, but it's all through Scripture. All through Scripture. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for the word of God, which is you, Jesus, that you've given to us. God, that you invited us into the story. It's your story, and it's a good and perfect story. So God, as trials come our way and as affliction comes our way or adversity comes our way, God, we are thankful that you have given us the tools to the story, the grace that empowers us to see it through. God, help us, help me, and help all those that are listening today, God, to have endurance by your spirit, to stand, to stand, and to cover ourselves with truth. I thank you, God, that there's another chapter awaiting us, that this story lasts forever in you. Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you that people are being set free from hitting repeat on a chapter that was never meant to be repeated. Father, we thank you that you have given us an answer, and you have given us strength, and that you are developing a a strong character in us for your glory. Father, I thank you that you're touching every person that's listening right now for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, church. We love you. And again, thank you for for supporting us. Thank you for your generosity. We're in this together. If you're on Facebook, like and share. And if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We want to see you in an in-person service. We meet every Sunday at 1015 a.m. right here at, at 1521 Marietta, Georgia. We love you. And we'll see you next week.